All right, we're mixing it up a little bit. What's going on, everybody? How are you? Lefko and Sims. No Fendrick in the house today, but we are doing a Monday record because I realized we're previewing all these games. What's the wrong? You're not a dedicated Jewish person, huh? I know. How dare you work today? Uh, Yeah, you know, I need to step my Jewish game up, I think. Uh. Or take advantage of this holiday more. Right. Uh, There's too much stuff to talk about, because we've been too wrong for the last two weeks for us not to talk about what's going on right now. Right. Um, I want to kind of use this podcast as a way of recapping Sunday's games and getting a feel for it so we don't have to do it all on Thursdays. Uh, And I think the big thing is that the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Panthers are one and three. And it's crazy. And we did a video earlier today where you said that the Cardinals and Jets are dead. Yes. They're dead. Yes. Is, is it too soon? Like, it's interesting. You know, this this is the time last year where I was like, you know what? I really like the Panthers right. and I want to crown them. Right. Uh, but is it fair to make these teams dead? Why are you so convinced? Well, I, I mean, uh, listen, it's, it's part of our business. Uh, of course, I'm not the final word, but yeah, I do. Well, do I think, think they really are. I think they're major concerns. Yeah, I, I really do. I think the Jets are dead. I really do. I just don't see uh, how they're going to consistently. I mean, here we go. What are they? One and three. There's 12 games left. Are you telling me they're going to go nine and three in the final 12? I I would say no. Are they better than the Bills? They are better than the Bills. Okay. Yes, they definitely are. Um, I I think what worries me. I'm going to pull up their schedule too. Is their schedule? So here they are, one and three. And oh yeah, uh, here's your gift surprise. You get to go to play Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh mm. this week. Yeah, have fun with that. So I think that concerns me. So now you go. I, I'm picking the Steelers. I'm just going to say that right now. So now that moves them to one and four. Uh, and hmm, they haven't played the New England. Patriots twice, yeah. which will have Tom Brady both times, and the the biggest thing is, yeah, their team has a lot of greatness to it. Uh, I know I certainly overrated their secondary, but their quarterback and their offense is an issue, and this is a league that yeah. favors offense right now. You said Steelers. How? What did you think of Le'Veon last night? Man, and, and how they looked overall, just destroying the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I mean that was surprising to me for sure. I did not think they would destroy the Chiefs. I, I actually think a lot of the Chiefs. I mean to lose that in that yeah, fashion, it just escalated so quickly. Uh, it definitely did. And Big Ben caught on fire. I love that Sammy Coates is catching on fire for them. I'm glad that Sammy Coates is catching. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but the the other thing, Le'Veon Bell is a freak of nature, man. And, and I know this goes back to when we when I saw him in training camp. Um, Le'Veon Bell is the best running back. In in football. Uh, there is nobody better. He's the most patient runner in the game. He's got good acceleration for that size. And I would say as far as pass catchers are concerned, man, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think he's the best running back pass catcher in the game as well. So there's there's a lot of positives there. Yeah. We finally might get a chance to see the Steelers offense at almost full strength, lack of yeah. Martavis Bryant, but I'm excited for it because we've been waiting for two years and yet to see it. They're just so in tune with each other. They always make the right play, it seems like. There's so many options for Ben on almost any play. And does that make me think that the Eagles are really that good to watch the Steelers do that? Like That that property does not exist in the NFL. If you beat a team by 20 and they beat a team by 20, you're better than 40. But to see what the Eagles did against that offense, right. was that just because it was home in Philadelphia and they caught them on the right day combined with the game fell the right way? How, how do you read that? I, I read it almost a little like what happened to the Chiefs last night. I mean, they're, they're, last week in, in the Steelers-Eagles game, the Steelers went right down the field. First drive of the 
game. Marcus Wheaton drops a touchdown in the back of the end zone. It's going to be 7 nothing. Instead, they go away. I think they missed the field goal, or maybe they made that one, but it's only 3 nothing. So there they've gone lost an opportunity to kind of change and dictate the, the way the game is and put a rookie quarterback under some pressure. Um, so sometimes in even games like that, one or two mistakes, things just snowball in general. Uh, like I was saying to you earlier with the, the Chiefs-Steelers game, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs got blown the F out. They got blown the F out. But if you look at it and go back and you go, wow, they were driving and Spencer Ware fumbles. Yeah. Next series, uh, Alex Smith throws a stupid screen pass. Pittsburgh gets the ball inside the 10-yard line, and all of a sudden it's 14 nothing, and Kansas City hasn't even got into the game yet. The only team that I really feel... I, I feel like I have a good pulse of a few teams in the NFL that I right. know what they are. Right. Um, I feel like I know what the Vikings are. Right. I feel like I know what the Steelers are. I feel like I really know what the Broncos are. Yes. Like That's the team where I go, I know who you are. Right. Uh, you Trevor, know who New England is. I know who New England is. Um, I was going to stop and talk about the Broncos really quick. Yeah. Uh, how are they going to be if it's Paxton and not Simeon? I heard I saw Kubiak said today they're expecting Simeon to go. Right. But is this just further proof that the Broncos are a team that they can put whoever they want in at quarterback? Yes. Because this is that's how the game I thought was going to go. You texted me midweek and said the Bucks are going to keep it close yeah. and laughed at me. Right. The, the Bucks to I me just are said just it was scary. The Bucks to me are just undisciplined. Right. And t- and the Broncos are the most disciplined team in football. Right. Do you worry about their quarterback situation at no, all? No, I really don't. As long as they take care of the football, uh, they're they're going to be almost impossible to beat. And Paxton Lynch is he fits perfectly with that offense and what he does. Uh, if you watch Paxton in Memphis, uh, he is a phenomenal short ball thrower. He can play underneath the center, and then all the bootleg and stuff that Kubiak likes to do. He's, uh, of course, the best option they got as far as that's concerned. You could see him running yesterday. He can run like a deer. And then he's going to be the best thrower of the football as well. He's just a rookie, and that's the problem. Simeon's played really well. There's no doubt about that. He's made a few dicey decisions. But other than that, yeah, if Paxton Lynch just go in there and don't turn it over, Hmm. they're going to win, period. Is... The, the Raiders right now getting that win in Baltimore. We talk about early games that can determine late game postseason runs and stuff. It's all Derek Carr right now in these games. I mean, everything is on him making crazy throws. The Tennessee game was lob it up and God bless. And then this game, you know, it's four touchdowns. Where do you put, where do you consider him right now in terms of NFL quarterbacks? Uh, well, he would definitely be in my top 10. That's for sure. Don't I mean, do your top five because we're no, saving that for I know, Thursday. But he, obviously. he would be somewhere in that, you know, yeah. I mean, realistically, if we're just taking the whole year, I'm thinking about last year and this year so far, I think he's probably somewhere in that four to eight range somewhere. Man. In there, uh, I would say so. The great thing they got going for them this year, and like, uh, I mean, we kind of talk about it, but I don't think anybody really talks about it, is uh, they can really run the football. That's the best thing they got going from this year. It's not just, oh, Derek, we need you to make some plays and throw it to Amari Cooper. They're number five in football and running for the football. They're 126 yards a game. Wow. And they got three running backs that are, are pretty dangerous behind them. Falcons. Yeah. Why should I believe that this is for real after I saw them have the hot start last year? And I remember doing videos where we said they weren't supposed to be hot in the beginning last year. Right. And that's where these expectations came from. Right. Do you think they can sustain? 
seen it this year. Well, I think it it we pump the brakes, especially after the next two weeks. I mean, it's at the Denver Broncos and then at the Seattle Seahawks. So we're going to learn a lot. I think so. Now they're better than last year. I I do think that defensively, I mean, uh, without a doubt, that's where you'd probably yeah. Start. What are you seeing? Well, they just they're they're got a pretty deep front four. Now there's no superstars on there, but whether you get into uh, the Grady Jarrett's and the Vic Beasley's and Dwight Freeney and Rasheed Hagman coming off the bench and being a backup. Uh, they're, they're Adrian Claiborne, they just have uh, some good depth where at least they can put the pedal to the metal and play hard all game. Linebackers, Deion Jones, you've seen it. He's, yeah. he's phenomenal. He's all over the field, and they're missing their other rookie who got hurt, Campbell. Um, the secondary was always pretty good, and they got Neal, Keanu Neal back last week uh, in this past game against Carolina. That was the first game he's back, so that's huge. But I think the big thing with them, too, is Matt Ryan. He just feels more comfortable in the offense. He's, thro- he's throwing the ball a lot better than he did last year. And I would say their offensive line is certainly better just from the simple standpoint of that they have Alex Mack, and he's one of the best centers in football, and he certainly helps that group out too. It's not a, it's not a great offensive line, but it's not horrible. They're like middle-of-the-road NFL. Uh, Colts-Jaguars in London. I, I've been thinking today that Andrew Luck is in that LeBron James career arc right now, <laughs> right. where he's in a franchise that drafted him, and the city loves him, but the weapons around him in terms of offensive line and defense is not there. And I think much like LeBron, where we punished him for doing things because of how his team was built, whether it's forcing things or trying to get people involved and they weren't, I'm starting to see that in luck. Like I'm starting to see him hold on to the ball now because he's looking for that big comeback every time. And, and I worry that Andrew Luck is going to experience success elsewhere. Now, I, in order to find a place, because it seems like it's all him, and I don't see any help for him right now. Well, it, it, it is a lot. But him. am I am I being an apologist for Andrew Luck? No, I mean it, it is the, one of the things I hear constantly too when I say Andrew Luck is like the fifth best quarterback in football. They everybody always wants to say, and when I'm on radio or whatever, but he's never won anything. And I just the, that almost makes me not even want to talk to you anymore when you say things like that. You he's never. I didn't know Andrew Luck plays left tackle, defensive tackle, safety, and corner. Man, he really he, and he did. He did take him to the AFC Championship game with a not very talented team. No, and he went to the divisional game the year before that, and he went to the wild card game the year before that. Andrew Luck is a an amazing quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's just it's the same old story, and it's unfortunate he's not going anywhere. He's going to be there forever. <laughs> but they need a running back, and they need a yeah. defense that can at least take pressure off them once a week. I mean, that game that game went exactly as I thought it was going to go. Exactly. Except I just thought it was going to be the Colts winning 30-27. to I was at CBS yesterday going, oh, <laughs> Jacksonville's up 27-13. They'll lose 30-27. to yeah. I said something like that, and then there they were coming back. And if he doesn't throw the ball into the flat to Alan Hearns, who's like a 4-7 receiver who makes four people miss and then outruns everybody, yeah. that shows you about their defense a little too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a lot like San Diego where they just let games fall apart right. and the Colts are a team, typically like the Lions, that come back at the end and it's make hard it a game. To, it's hard to count out the Colts. It really, it really is. is. I don't even care. I look at their schedule right now as we're talking about it. I mean, they got the Bears this week. I think they'll beat the Bears. So then they go to them 2-4. and four. They got the Houston Texans the next week. Yeah, Houston's the better football team. 
but it's freaking Andrew Luck. Yeah. And he makes two or three plays in the pass game early, and all of a sudden it's a different game. You the, don't know. Uh, the other name that I always get emailed about or tweeted about when we do Facebook Lives, people ask about, is Tannehill. And the thing I wrote down, is it fair to judge Tannehill with this line, or are we just being soft on a guy that we see positive aspects mm-hmm. out of? Right. What do you think? Uh, no, I think I think you have to be a little concerned about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys. When I watch him film, I always go, "Man, I mean, he made some unreal throws and a few unreal plays, and uh, the ball pops out of his hands." But he just—I'm not sure he's a natural at the position. There's a re- re- there's a reason he was a receiver early on at Texas A&M. Um, I said it last week. I think in a video with the the new uh, we were talking about the New England Patriots, but regardless, he's just got to find a way to move the chains a little better, especially early in the game. Get off the first read. Oh, it's it's second and ten. Don't sit in the pocket and just wait for read one and two to come open. It's not there. Run. You're fast. Get it. Get him into third and six, third and five. I don't think he's keeping them in great situations that way, and he's not necessarily getting the offense in a rhythm. He does hang on the first read too long. And a lot of times he makes the throw in there and he fits it in and you go, wow. But it's into like a tight window and the guy gets blown up as he's catching it. Uh, so he's just got he's to learn to play the position a little, bit, a little bit better. There's no doubt. I am a little concerned about Ryan Tannehill because I love his physical ability. Yeah. But I feel like I'm, I've been saying that a lot lately. All right. I'm going to start wrapping it up here. But I, I kind of think uh, as we look over the NFL right now um, – I mean, look, the Patriots are three of one. I don't see them losing that division. Um, AFC North, you going with the Steelers right now as the best team? I am going with. And the would Steelers. you go Ravens or Bengals as the Ooh. second best team? I think if you made me pick against the Ravens, Bengals right now, I would pick the Bengals to win the football game. And the Bengals have had the harder schedule, and the Ravens got their first dose of a tough team last week. Texans clear away the best team in the South. Would you go Denver 1, Raiders 2 in the West, the Uh, way it's stacked? Yes, I definitely do. Uh, I mean, I do think Raiders, Kansas City, again, when they play head-to-head, I don't even know when that happens. I'll tell you what, we talked so much crap about the NFC East, and there is no team with a losing record in the NFC East right. right now. Well, I would say the NFC in general is a little uh, unimpressive. The yes. NFC, I mean, we almost made that video yesterday. It's up for grabs. I don't care if Minnesota's 8-0. Minnesota's not going to like... Yeah, their offense is nothing at this point. There, yes. There's no team you look at. In the AFC, however, you go, man, Denver, Pittsburgh, New England, holy cow, that's pretty freaking for real right there. Yeah, like I think Oakland can compete with any team in the NFC. Yep. Uh, Falcons right now are the leaders in the South. Uh, in terms of the Panthers letting this get away from them, I mean, how many more games? Like, I look at the Panthers and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals are really in trouble because the Seahawks are figuring it out and the Rams are 3-1 right. too. But when you look at the South, how much further can the Panthers let this get away before they go, crap, we've allowed too much slack on this line? Yeah, well, I, I think the good thing is what, like, what we've talked about. They, I don't think they have to worry about the Saints realistically, right? I don't think so. And the Bucks, I don't really think either. It's going to be them in Atlanta. And we just said Atlanta's got to go to Denver and to Seattle. So that's scary. I would think they at least lose one of those. Uh, if Atlanta wins both of those, then man, I got to reassess myself. Uh, but but uh, also, you look at Carolina and you go, oh, okay, they have the right schedule to get back on track mm. here. They got the Bucks, they got the Saints, they got a bye week, and then they get the Cardinals, who I think they match up really well with. Um, and then it's the Chiefs and New Orleans. I'm not going to count. Carolina out just because of their front seven and Cam Newton. Uh, I just think they got to tweak a few things here and there. I mean, Carolina could have very easily 
been three and zero going into that game yesterday. Yes, I mean yesterday they got beat outright. But I, I could sit there if we watch film against Denver and Minnesota, and we can go, damn, this one play and this game's different, and they could have won the football game. Monday Night Football. I am taking the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to ride that hot defense. Sims is taking the New York Giants. Uh, join us. We're going to have another podcast. We're recording it, I believe, on Wednesday, and it will come out on Thursday. Josh Fendrick, Lashinatova. He will edit this and put this out. It should come out, I think, on Tuesday so you'll know if our picks were right or not. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy football, and we'll talk to you in a few days. Peace. Peace.